I am woman phenomenally. Phenomenal woman? That's me, Maya Angelou. Welcome to this segment of the Afrocentris podcast, The Woman, Her Story, and Her Impact, where I get to speak to women from across the globe, sharing their stories and how they are impacting their world. Coming to you every Wednesday, 4 p.m. GST. Of course, with your favorite show host, The Energetic EJ. So, make it a date with me every Wednesday. The Afrocentris Podcast, proudly African. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Afrocentris Podcast and especially this segment, The Woman, Her Story and Her Impact, where I get to speak with women, sharing their stories, and especially how they are currently impacting their world. So welcome. This is The Energetic EJ, and I'm always delighted, always, always, once the camera comes on and I'm here to speak to you and to share with you the story of, a, of, a, of an amazing woman from wherever part of, from whatever part of the world, I'm always excited. So today on the show, I have a young lady all the way from Nigeria who I'm going to be speaking to today. So you want to sit back, relax and enjoy our conversation. But first, let me, you know, share with you a short profile and you're going to read about her long profile in, a, in the description of this video. She is the president of Africa's foremost writing and business community called Brilliant Entrepreneurs and Writers Academy, Bewa, a community of over 44,000 writers, authors, and entrepreneurs. She is a writing coach and book consultant, teaching you how to write professionally, birth brilliant books, and become highly paid. This is the person we want to talk to today. Her name is Eno Sam, all the way from Nigeria. And I can't wait to introduce you to her. I can't wait for you to meet her because I'm also excited to, you know, share her story with you for us to both meet her on the show together. All right. I'll be right back with my guests. Don't go anywhere, but please feel free to grab a cup of tea, a cup of coffee or a bottle of water if that is what works for you. And I will be right back with my guest. Hi there, my name is Eno Sam and I am the president of Brilliant Entrepreneurs and Rights Academy, Bera. We are live in the city of Rio to host uh, a private workshop called the Writers Boardroom with Eno Sam, where I've uh, been able to train wooden um, writers on how to actually develop their writing skills and build a profitable writing career. It's have the effective strategies for monetizing your writing skills. The higher the money you are making, the higher the money you are going to be getting. So, if you are a writer out there and you're looking to develop your writing skills and build a profitable writing career, then you should get a copy of my book and also follow all the free and amazing insights that we share on my Facebook community called Brilliant Entrepreneurs and Writers Academy. guys my guest is here yes it's a bit sad that i'm not in the same place with her but i can't wait for them you know for the time that we're going to meet or be in the same room together but it's so great to connect with you and Sam. how are you doing today i'm fine thank you so much for bringing me here it's an honor to be here awesome awesome so good to see you man i see that you are here like you are not playing at all look at you branding yourself like hey <laughs> i am here 
if you don't know me, then you're you're missing out. What? What? Yeah. I love the video. So so cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. Energetic Edugo. <laughs> it's good to be here. Yes, good to have you here too. All right, so we just get into it. First of all, I like to ask you, and I like to do a fresh introduction for my guests, right? You know, just like, hey, let us meet you afresh, okay? So my question for you first is, if I were to ask you, who is Enosam, what would your answer be? All right, so who is Enosam, all right? So Enosam is this young lady who um, started out life, you know, wanting to become an author, sorry, wanting to become a banker, basically. And I was this introverted person, okay? I like to stay indoors. I like to, um, you know, I, I didn't like the public space, basically. So anything that has to do with public um, showing up, I didn't like such things. So I was this quiet person who, who felt that, you know, she had to be reserved. That's who I was, all right? But as time went on, I realized that, you know, my purpose was, you know, in tandem with being out there. And I knew that, you know, I had some gifts that the world was waiting for. And that was how the transition from who I was into who I am, you know, happened, all right? So who am I now? I'm now that confident young lady who is now impacting our world, who is passionate about youth leadership, who is passionate about youth development and empowerment, and who is doing all the amazing stuff in the intellectual space. So that's the summary of who I am. I love it. I love it. I love it. It gives, it gives us like an idea of, okay, I've not always been this person that you know now. There is a backstory Absolutely. to it. Yes, there's a backstory Absolutely. to it. So what Absolutely. happened? Because most times when there is that backstory and a transformation has occurred, you always notice that something happened to cause about the manifestation of that transition. I'm sure it happened first inside, within, before it came out. But what was that event for you that brought about that switch? So I heard you mention that you were a banker and then now you are a writing coach. How did it correlate? Because that must have meant that you probably read or studied something like maybe uh, biz admin or banking and finance or something like that. Anyway, let me not tell your story. Let me allow you to tell it. What happened to you? Okay, thank you so much, Ijiro, for like this question. You know, it's a very funny transition. So let me just start from the backstory. I mean, so I when I was a young girl, I mean, about you know, when I was like seven years old or so, I used to write as a child. Like I loved writing and all that. I used to write storybooks. I write a book by Enosam. I was you know at that age, seven years old. But I stopped writing when I got into university. And you know, <laughs> if I tell you the real reason why I wanted to become a banker, you just laugh. I, it might just sound funny, but I just like the way bankers dressed. Like corporate look, that corporate look was just the thing I, in my head. And you know, I was young then, so that was the picture I had in my head, all right? So I had that dream of becoming a banker. So I went into the university. When I got into school, I studied accounting. Now, when I got into school, I didn't write anything at all. I totally stopped writing, okay? First year, second year, I was done with school, went for NYSE. Now, when, this is where the transition started to happen. I finished school, and you know, when you finish school, you know, in this part of the world, and you're going for the mandatory um, youth service, basically to save Nigeria. The next thing you want to, you know, look out for is a job, right? So I wanted to work in the bank. I went, I applied for a lot of bank jobs, you know. I got invited to a lot of interviews, you know. And each time I went to do is those interviews, I met the crowd, the usual crowd. I know everybody wants to get a job. So it's just like a case of um, the jobs are higher than 
the or the the graduates you know looking for jobs are higher than the jobs available so i was just like going from one place to another one interview to another you know and at a point i i got a particular job but the salary was very little but coming from a place where i had i was earning um like some money from nyc and then transitioning into that place where i was earning the money was a bit bigger than the NYSC statements, right? But I was excited. I was like, okay, this job is 30,000 naira at the time, right? And I was so excited to actually jump on the job. But what happened? When I was about to start that job, it was a microfinance job, basically. So when I was about to start the job, they told us that, you know, it's no longer available. I mean, this is something I've, I've been looking forward to, right? And they said it's no longer available that we should, um, you know, we should just like, cancel that and all that and i was like what's happening what's happening and i went back to my show i was like what's happening what is really happening i mean is it that this thing doesn't really work is it that there's no job in the country this kind of unemployment matter is how we're going to actually work and that was what led me into sitting down and asking myself a simple question and i always tell people that this is one question that changed my life the question was where do i go from here where do i go from here now this is a twist in that conversation now there are a lot of young people out there basically who uh you know when they're at that small point in their life they begin to complain about unemployment complain about things not working out but i talk about something called patterns now your patterns when you are starting out would, would most likely be your pattern when you are evolved so my pattern at that time was not laziness I don't know, for some reason, I've never been that person who, you know, tries to blame someone for my failure. Maybe I failed, I'm like, oh, maybe someone, someone is at fault. Maybe it's because the government is not giving me this kind of job. Or maybe it's because there is no, you know, there's unemployment in society. Maybe this and that, basically. But one thing I did was I went back and I asked myself a simple question, where do I go from here? And I said, thinking, 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 okay, what gifts do I have? The first thing I, I remembered was that I used to draw. So I'm an artist, I actually draw, all right? So that's what I started with, I started drawing, you know, drawing, and then I realized that I could stay, you know, spend the whole day drawing, and at the end of the day, I'm not making enough money. So it was something like my, my uh, profit scale was very low, so I was putting in a lot of efforts, you know, a lot of effort, and I was making a lot of money, and I said, there's got to be something I can do better than this. I mean, this drawing, yes, it's fine, it's fantastic, but it's taking a lot of my time. So what else can I do? And I said, what else do I? I was thinking, thinking, what else, what else? And I said, wait, I write, right? But at that time, I didn't know that I could actually build a business from writing. I just did it for fun because I was really upset. I was really not happy that I wasn't able to get the job I wanted to get, right? And I started writing just for fun. And as I started writing, maybe showing on social media, you know, just showing up online and basically showing up my writings online. And people were like, wow. You write well. This is awesome. This is awesome. I'm like, wow, people like my writing, really. I was just doing this for fun. And people say, saying, can you teach me how to write too? Can you teach me how to do this thing? I was like, wait, are you sure I cannot just, you know, make money from teaching people how to write? Right? That was, that's just where the transition started happening. I was like, can I teach people how to do this? And then, you know, I started teaching people how to write. They paying me for that. And I was like, wow, so I can make money from that. And then people say, saying, um, I want to write a book. You know, can you teach me how to write a book? And that was when I said, okay. That's fine. They said paying me for you know book consulting for book editing, and that was just the story. So I always tell people that my journey into becoming a writing coach was accidental. I didn't plan it at all. My job, my 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 dream had always been to become a banker. 
but because of life situation. And that's why I love, I love life a lot because life gives you some challenges. And if you're not, if you don't have that mindset of a visionary to see that, look, there might be a, a success ahead of you. There might be success waiting for you, but this looks like a pain. This looks like failure. There might be success waiting for you in front of you, but you can't see it. That's why I tell you that once you see failure, quit thinking that this is a threat to your success. Quit th thinking that this thing is going to, you know, strangle you. Think of what is the opportunity? Yeah, there's an opportunity. And guess what? All my life, basically, all the time that I've grown up, all the times I've experienced failure, for some reason, it has been consistent. For some reason, I have noticed that. At the end of the day, that failure was a stepping stone to greatness. That failure was a redirection. That failure was telling me, look, where you're going to is good. Where you're planning to go to is good, but there's something better. How about looking into this and seeing what's the opportunity in this? So that's just a summary of exactly how I transitioned from aspiring to be a banker to actually becoming a writer. Wow. Look at me. Look at me just like sitting there like okay am i like it felt like I'm, I'm in a master class right now whoa guys are you feeling this are you feeling what i'm feeling awesome. oh my god that is so good, <laughs> that is so good. i love it i love yeah. the transitioning and i love your the fact that you are aware and you've noticed the patterns so i i, I just i just love it i it speaks of it speaks of the authenticity, you know. It speaks of this is your story, this is your journey, and you've owned it and you've learned to actually tell it in a way Absolutely. that it inspires others. Because I I think you know I'm going to say this because right now you do write and there is no writing without a story, no matter what type of writing it is, whether it is um, fiction or nonfiction, biography. There's still um, a uh, there's still um, um, a function of storytelling in it, right? So that means that even as we grow as people of impact and influence, we need to be able to understand our stories and tell it the correct way or tell it in such a way that it sends the message that we want to send or articulate it basically, right? And I've just seen that come through from you as you shared your own story. So, you know, when you now came into this writing or coaching, you say writing and so... You became an author first, and then you started teaching people how to author their books as well. And now today Absolutely. you are helping people to publish, you know, taking people through the process of writing and then publishing their books. What has been one of the biggest challenge that you have encountered with your clients that stops people from really owning their stories? Okay, I think people are, most times, people are battling with low self-esteem. Basically, people are feeling like they're not good enough. That's one thing I've noticed that the big challenge for, I mean, Africa is blessed with amazing writers. Africa is blessed with you know, people who are talented, but they need that extra push, you know, to come out there. A lot of people are talented, they have gifts, like they have stories. I mean, that brings me to a question I got one recently when I was doing a particular writer's show, and the person was like, you know what, I want to write on this particular subject, but I, I just come on social media and see everybody's writing about it. Everybody's writing about this topic. Everybody's doing this. So I'm not sure I'm good enough. I said, no, no. The fact that everybody's writing about a particular subject doesn't mean that you cannot write about it. Now, here's the difference. The difference is that you have a unique story that that person does not have. You have a unique story that the other person does not have. And guess what? 
Do you know that one, you know, five people can come and teach about one topic, but the way they would communicate that message will be passed across in different ways. I'd be like, wow, I caught this remark. No two people have the exact same stories. No two people can actually communicate the exact same way. Even if they are talking about the same subject, right? The, the remark will be so different. So you have to come up with your personality. So that has been a very huge challenge for African writers. I mean, that's why we had to create a platform like Bewa, basically to make sure that we encourage people to come out with their shell, you know? And one thing that excites me is the fact that when I wake up and I see people saying, oh, I was once introverted, but coming to your community and then engaging has brought me out. I was like, wow, awesome. Because that was my own transition story, right? That was my own story of, I felt, not like I was feeling like I wasn't good enough to say, but I was this quiet, reserved person who felt that my gifts were only for me and me alone. So now people are beginning to come out. So that's one challenge that I see that people, African writers are facing. And that challenge I'm, I see that African writers are facing is more about um, their delivery, basically. Um, one of the reasons why I created, I called my community brilliant entrepreneur. So that word brilliant is very intentional. Why? In this era of self-publishing, right, the very huge challenge, which I'm really, really working towards um, fighting or, um, you know, controlling, basically, and it's already making progress. I mean, people can just wake up one day, write a book, and head to the press. They just wake up one day, write a book, and head to the press. And they print that book and get it published. Now, the problem with that is that they are not able to communicate their authentic self to their audience. So their audience are experiencing it, they have a big version of them. Why? Because they are not able to communicate their thoughts. Now, it is one thing to know how to write, all right? It's another thing to know how to write a book. And it's another thing to know how to communicate your ideas in a way that your audience will see you as an authentic author. Those are three different things, right? So these are the, these are the challenges I've seen that most African writers are facing. And I feel like we need to promote the narrative of brilliance in publishing. We need to promote the narrative of coming out strong, coming out creatively, to show up strong. I mean, I'm very big on brilliance. I'm very big of I'm very big of intelligence. When I see intelligent works, I really appreciate it. And I mean, members of um, my community are showing that intelligence. I, I think we were discussing that the other day about a community member, you know, couples who launched their books on their wedding day. It was so amazing because it was their creative genius, all right? It was their authentic self who were bringing out to share their message in a very fantastic launch. So, one of the things I would just tell you know, African writers out there is to come up with more creativity and brilliance and always think of how can I you know, position myself, my authentic self, not just a version of myself, not just a version that I feel that people want to accept, but a version of myself that really, really communicates who I am and the lesson they can learn from me. So that's just what I can say about that. That is so fantastic. That is amazing, the work that you are doing with Biwa. So when you talk about brilliance, can you mention one or two things that you look out for in, a, in an author or in a writer that makes you say, okay, this is a brilliant writer who probably just needs to polish up or this person has potential, but these are the things that you need to look out for if you want to stand out as a brilliant writer. What would those things be? Just maybe two. I know there are many of them, but just maybe two things that can okay. you know, point somebody in that direction or tell somebody to say, oh, I am I'm a brilliant writer. Okay, so the thing is that when we talk about brilliance in writing, that's why consultants are there, all right? When we talk about brilliance in writing, especially writing of books, you cannot do it on your own. That's why we, we, call, we have the um, 
copy editors. We have what's called copy editors. We have developmental editors, and we have proofreaders. Now, the mistake. In fact, there are many mistakes that that you know that that prevent brilliance, and that is rushing off to proofreading. Maybe you, you think you're a good writer, right? And then you rush off to proofreading. All right, that is an error. Why? Because you've not had a copy editor or a developmental editor to look into the, the, the concept of your book. So no writer can stand on um, himself or herself. You, cannot, you, cannot be, you can be brilliant you know, per se, but you cannot necessarily communicate your thoughts in the ideal way that would call brilliant. What I'm trying to say in a sense is that you cannot do it all by yourself. That's why there's a writer and every writer needs an editor. So your writing can come in a good concept. It can come in a way that is presentable, but it could be done better. That's just the idea. It could be done better. That's where you need professionals. I mean, talking about challenges, the question you asked before was that, you know, talking about challenges and African writers in general, most writers feel that um, sense of, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant. You know, I know what I'm doing. I'm brilliant. And guess what? Because partly because they get, you know, commendations from people like, oh, this is a great job, this is a great job. And I keep telling people that that's the when you start getting those kind of commendations generally from the public, you have to be very careful because you might just let it enter into your head that you're no longer teachable, and that's the problem. And that's not just for writing, that's for every aspect of life. When you get to a point where you are no longer teachable, you don't even have a coach to tell you this is what you're doing. Even up to now, I still have coaches, I still have mentors. I have people who tell me, you know what, do this, do it like this, do it like that. There is no point in your life that you can stay and I've, I've arrived. I don't need anybody. And that's the problem we are facing. So brilliance is basically about showing your authentic self in any way possible, right? The first step is having your draw, your, your raw draft. I'm talking in terms of writing now, brilliant writing, basically. The first step is having your raw draft. So for example, you want to write a book, right? You want to write a book. Brilliance in itself doesn't mean that the first draft has to be perfect. It doesn't mean that the first draft has to be brilliant. It means that you have provided your authentic self in a raw format. Basically, just the way it's coming into your mind. I keep telling authors that when you're writing your book, that first day, don't bother about perfection. Don't bother about anything. Just write your authentic ideas. Do a brain dump. After you've done your brain dump, the next step is self-editing. Now, this self-editing process would the, 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 the excellence in your self-editing process will be dependent on how well you've developed yourself as a writer. And guess what? No matter how much or how many times you read the manuscript, no matter how many times you read the manuscript, you don't know it, you don't know it. You don't know your basic grammar, you don't know it. You don't know your spelling, you don't know it. You don't know how to arrange your paragraphs, you don't know it. That's the, that's the main reason why writers should learn how to write before starting to write a book. Now, Back to what I was saying, I said brilliance in writing starts from having them displaying your authentic self in the raw draft stage. The next step is self-edit based on your expertise, based on your own knowledge as a writer. When you say, you know what, this is the best I can do with my own level of knowledge as a writer. That's the second step. The next step is asking someone who is a professional, who is a consultant, who can give you constructive feedback and say, you know what, you did a great job, but this chapter needs to be, you know, revamped. This chapter needs to come here. This is what you need to rearrange. Oh, I don't think you should do this, you know, like this or like that. Let's change everything. Or are you sure this is the best way you communicate this idea? Don't you think there's a way you can actually make it more professional? 
And then that's where the problem comes. That's where the big break comes. Not everyone is teachable to that extent. All right? Not everyone is teachable to that extent. Now, brilliance in writing then means that you take what that person has said. Now, brilliance doesn't mean that you accept every kind of advice. That's not brilliance. But brilliance is locating an expert who knows this thing, who understands this concept, someone who is brilliant, you know, someone who is brilliant and you're know, getting feedback and then analyzing those things and checking, okay, maybe this person has, you know, some sense in this. Okay, awesome, awesome. And do you know one thing I've noticed about life? Sometimes, because you're excited about a new goal of yours, you cannot see ahead of what you are seeing in front of you. Someone ahead, someone who's ahead of you can say, this thing you're doing is not cool. No, 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 you should do it. Pause, pause, just pause, take a break and come back to this work. That might just be the, the biggest idea or the biggest advice. The person might not even tell you, do this or do that. The person can just say, slow down, just slow down, slow down, take a break, maybe take a three-day three break, come back and look at this thing. See that you could have done better. And it happens to me a lot. I mean, when I finish writing my books and I take a one-week break and come back, I'm like, oh my God, I think I should have done something else you know, in this. So that, that break, that quiet moment, that moment where you stay off your work and really think, you're not too, you know, you're not in a hurry to just dump everything to the public or just write just because you think you are brilliant. You understand? That's the misconception. Now, people think that brilliance is about knowing everything. It's about, you know, it's, it's about not, not being willing to learn from someone else or to listen to what other people are saying. That's not brilliance. You check the dictionary meaning of intelligence. You will see that it's about acquiring knowledge acquiring the right knowledge and applying them, all right? So the worst form of ignorance is claiming to know what you don't know. That's the worst form of ignorance. So you know, brilliant, that's, what, that's the process of brilliant writing. Like I said, in summary, let me just summarize what I said. In summary, brilliant writing is about, first of all, having your raw draft with your authentic self, number one. Number two, having to self-edit you know, your, your raw draft Using your expertise as a writer, I mean, by now you should be developing your writing skills. Then the next step is to have a consultant work with you or get expert, um, um, expert advice from someone who is a professional in that. So that's it. Fantastic. I love it. In fact, this is just like, you are so good at what you do. Like, you're, you're, you're so passionate about it. Like, I love it when I see people who are passionate about what they do. It speaks, it speaks, it laughs. <laughs> awesome i'm not going to elongate this this you know this um talk more than this this interview more than this because if i leave us i'm sure you're going to keep teaching and teaching because you've been doing this for years you understand you have so many stories so many um, um, um incidences or occurrences to draw inspiration from which is great and thank you so much for showing up here and sharing from that um, um, point of view because now in case, in case you're watching this and you've not gotten it yet. So she was a banker who got disappointed as a banker, but actually all things working together for her. Now she's in this space where she's a writing coach. She started writing and now she's helping other people to write. And she has this community of over 44,000 authors, writers, and entrepreneurs. And this is how she's impacting our world. She helps you come up with the concept of your book, go through the process of writing it down to the process of publishing and even marketing it. Like she's great at what she does. Um, you know, I am just so excited, you know, to, to meet her and hopefully you are working on something. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
right? So it's been such a pleasure having you here today. If people want to connect with you and be a part of your community, you know, to say, oh, let me just even be a part of the community first and see what gives. Let me see. Let me check out this lady's work. What has she done? You know, who's she? Who's this woman just telling me, you know, about brilliance and writing? Let me see. How do people connect with you? Okay, so I'll just share three things. All right, number one, I do a show called Writers Monday on Facebook. Writers Monday with Enos. I'm the free series where I share every Monday at 12 p.m. I post on my Facebook wall at Enosam. I just share, you know, lessons on writing, publishing, anything about writing. And you get to ask me questions, which I also answer during each episode. Then number two, we have a Facebook community of over 44,000 um, members, like uh, you just said. All right. So you can just type in Brilliant Entrepreneurs at Write, sorry, Brilliant Entrepreneurs and Writers Academy, Bewa. Type it on Facebook and join the community. That's it. Then thirdly, I have an amazing uh, you know, piece of publication that you really want to read that will inspire you. It's the uh, prestigious Bewa magazine. All right. We recently launched a magazine to, in, in celebration of our third anniversary as a community where we shared you know, amazing, amazing insight, amazing interviews. I mean, we just launched it a few days ago and testimonials have been amazing. It's free to download. Go download it and read it and just be inspired. Let me know if you're inspired. That's all I want. Let me know if you're inspired. You can download it, you know, on bit.ly forward slash capital letters, bear one, then small letters, M-A-G. Or better still, you can actually follow us on um, Facebook at Bear Book Club Africa. You see all the links there. That's it. Amazing. Don't worry. I'm going to put all the links. I'm going to share all the links in the description of this video, as well as the description of the audio podcast, and also scroll it on the screen as you watch this video on YouTube. Thank you so much, Eno Sam, for being here today and for sharing from your wealth of knowledge. What one word would you leave with any writer, aspiring writer, especially those ones who are fearful? Like everybody is writing these days. Why would anybody read my own? write-up what would you say to that person okay i would say please beat, uh, beat procrastination please fight procrastination trust me trust me there are some people out there who really need to read your message you know at a point i got to a point in my life where i said my success is no longer you know success to me is no longer my own success it's success to other people so if other people are not succeeding i'm not successful i'm not successful so the more you keep holding back your message the more you Somebody out there needs to live a better life because of you. But you refuse to, you know, put out your word. And that's going to limit that person. So don't think about yourself. Maybe you're introverted. Maybe you are busy. Maybe you don't have time. Maybe you don't feel like it. But think about, think about the people that you need to impact. Because if you don't move, they might stay where they are. And they might not become great in life. So go out there because the world is waiting for you. Start writing. Start impacting your world. Woo, so good. So good. I got you. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Okay. I hear you clearly. Stop shouting at me. I've heard. Okay. I got the message. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for being You're here, welcome. guys. I hope that this has been fantastic for you as it has been for me. Remember that you have a message regardless of and you know it, you know it. It has taught at your heart. It has crossed your mind before that your message, your story, the way that life has happened for you, 
is going to be a source of inspiration to somebody else, but you're not even sure how to go about it. In case you're not, writing a book, authoring a book is one way that you can go about it. And even if you don't understand the first step to take in writing a book, and Osam is here to help you through the process, you can speak to her, you can connect with her, and then she will consult with you to help. And our model is so like, She's such, she's good at, she's graced for this. I can tell you that because when she speaks to you, she'll be able to help you clarify. You, the You're welcome. That you need, you know, to go through that process. All right. So you can reach out, but don't keep quiet because there is somebody, one person. I will always tell you I'm a one person person. It is just one person who needs to watch this particular video that I've created, this particular episode of TWSI, The Woman, Her Story, Her Impact. It is one person who needs to watch this to be able to come out of their shell to say, okay, if this lady can do it, so can I. Or, okay, there's somebody out there who can help me make this first step. Then I am satisfied. Then I have fulfilled my purpose, all right? That's why I'm not shying away from doing this because this is the way that I know I can impact you. And I really do hope that that one person that this particular episode is for is watching. And if you are that person, please do not hesitate to reach out to me, to Sam, or you know, just reach out and then let's see how we can help you move from where you are to the next step. I'll always say now on this particular um, season of the Afrocentrist podcast, where we're redefining our messages as well, is that just keep learning to keep growing so you can keep living. Until I come your way next time, with another amazing, beautiful woman from another face of life and another part of the world. It is I, the energetic EJ saying, have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.